So hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to Wild Wasteland. This is, uh, as always, I am Dean Maldonado. And waving at me is Michael Johnson. Hey, what's going on? What's happening? He's a sleepy boy today. He just woke up from a nap. Yeah. But that's fine. I didn't bring him a coffee. I really should have. Oh, man. Yeah, that's like my go-to thing now. I just do. I just drink coffee. Oh, you just you just started yeah. finding out that, that that will keep you awake? No, not for awakeness, but for like that oomph that you're going to punch in the face. Oh, so what you're telling me is that you're and then I officially shit happily addicted to caffeine. No, I only have it like once a week. That's not addiction. Is that addiction? I don't know. Like, what is addiction? Do you get jazzed when you think about having it? Do you get really excited well, and riled up? I'm I'm a fan of rituals, so like, I like the anticipation. Yeah, like the, doing a ritual, doing anything that's ritualistic, like once a week yeah. kind of a thing. I think it's it creating up. a habit. It's a it's a scheduled habit though. Yeah, so but that's it's not still, like, I mean, listen, it's like working out as a habit or it, jerking it off as a habit. Or it is shoving remotes up your ass as a habit. That's an accident. That's when you tripped and fell, and I don't know how that happened. Oh. But it's up there. Doctor, can you please get it out? And they're like, what did you do? I'm I just... keep changing the channel. And I have Spanish subtitles on. I don't know how to turn them off. I don't have those kind of muscles. My Kegels aren't working. We're not uh, talking about remotes today. What are we talking about today? We talk, You said an American hero? We are. We are. Um, One more? Like, we just got done with Marv Hemeyer. So American hero, thank you for your service. Now we're on to a nu- <laughs> we're this we're, we're we should do this like once a month, like once a month. A true, true American, American hero. hero story. I guess that we could, we could, we can try that. Um, Especially, it's uh, I think it's July right now. <laughs> so I'm gonna. This is the beginning of the bi- biography of a man who his name is Alex Jordan Jr. Okay, Here he comes is the from music. he is from Wisconsin. He's from the oh. center of Wisconsin. Oh, nice. Um, with the appreciative eye of the gifted sculptor, Alex Jordan knew he could not improve upon the primitive elegance of nature. Oh. He decided instead to crown the rock in a manner befitting its majesty. He would make a covenant with nature. He would build a house on the rock. So that's what we're going to be talking about is oh, the I house like, on the rock. I like your uh, your voiceover that you did there. It's very uh, it's different. It's not that you. That wasn't me. I know you got into a character. We were just talking about this. You got wait, yourself wait, wait. into. I don't know what did you're you talking feel about. like. I don't know what you you're changed. Talking about. Your face changed what a little the fuck bit. Are you? Are you like, on something? Did you? Are, there there did was you something ch- in that nap I took. Did you chug Nyquil to take that nap? Uh, and you're still coming down off the uh, uh, heavy doses. I of- put a. I put like an envelope in front of my eyes. So I was like, I could either get up and uh, turn off the lights, or I could grab this <laughs> letter. <laughs> And you taped it to your face. God, you yeah. are you are uh, really the MacGyver of this of this place of lazy yeah behavior. So, we are talking about this place called the House on the Rock. Okay, which is uh, right near Spring, in Wisconsin. Right next Spring. It's near Spring. Um, is that a city? Yeah, it's a town. Oh, now it's kind of about like it's about forty five minutes south west of Madison, Wisconsin. Good place, good place. If you want to be a uh, house on the crack rock, uh, so oh no, that, Madison's a nice place. I'm thinking of Milwaukee. Madison's they both like have the, their issues, but they're both nice, nice places. Yeah, Mad- um, Milwaukee's more or Madison. I don't know, what the fuck are we talking about? Madison. 
It's more like a uh, like a, a meth type area than a crack type area. A little bit hoity toity. Yeah, no, no, no. There's actually uh, if anything, Madison's more opioid and oh, heroin. Yeah, you're right. That's the that is the nicer drug. That's that's definitely it's not nicer. I mean, they they have well, a lot it, of homeless people. It comes people. in it comes in jars. When I was there, when I was there, the, ta- the 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 time previously to two days ago. Oh. Um, I saw a homeless man who I. I had seen many, many trips on many, many times on trips before that. Yeah, uh, he has a a hummingbird, a full color hummingbird tattooed on his right cheek. So hey, if you're listening, random uh, homeless man in Madison, Wisconsin, with a hummingbird on your right cheek, hi. Did you promote the podcast now? Like, no, yeah. I didn't. I, we weren't running it at that point. But oh. I, I was just I was enamored by the fact that he was ballsy enough to get. Not only a full hummingbird, but on his on right his, ass cheek. No, no, on his face. Oh, he's like the Mike Tyson of hummingbird tattoos. Yeah, I yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. But it's in full color. I was like, that must have fucking hurt. You know, and it costs a lot of fucking money. Yeah, yeah, and you're homeless and you smoke cigarettes all day. What do you do? He gets tattoos of hummingbird colored in his face. Maybe he used to be a tattoo artist. And then when he did that, nobody trusted him. <laughs> So that he got no more clients. I feel like that would grow more trust. You're like, wait, you did that to yourself? That's pretty fucking impressive. But so that was uh, that was how the biography of Alex Jordan Jr. starts. If you buy the biography, they sell the at homeless the gift guy? shop. No, oh. fuck off with the homeless guy. Forget <laughs> him. We're not talking about him. This is not about him. This is about Alex Jordan in the house in the rock. I thought that was Alex Jordan. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Michael. Get your head in the game. Okay, yeah, we're talking about Alex Jordan. Thank okay. you, Jordan. Alex Jordan Jr. Jordan. Oh, Jordan Jr. Okay. You don't have to keep saying Jr. I'll I'll keep saying it, but you don't. Have I'll to. just call, I'll just call him Jr. I think just him and him I Alex. have a connect. No, fuck that. I'll, hey, Jr. All right, fine. You can call him Jr. So, um, that's the one they sell at the House on the Rock, and it's slightly incorrect. What? And I mean, how could an autobiography or how could a biography be incorrect? Come on. There's well, no such thing. you know, I mean, they can embellish on things lightly, and they can okay. skip over some negative aspects. But you know, it's 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 as uh, slightly incorrect as a woman would be slightly disappointed if you got down on one knee and pulled out like a ring pop. You know, still romantic. Yeah, but she'd be a little disappointed. You know. Yeah, but it's like that's the biggest rock I've ever seen, and you put it on. You, you, we're getting married. Yeah, and then ants start crawling all over her. That's just because they want to get out the sugar. You said you wanted pets. Um, but. We'll get to Alex Jordan's uh, life a little bit later. Oh, Firstly, let's talk about the house on the rock. Yeah, let's talk about this house. So there's a tourist attraction in Wisconsin. Okay. It's a massive house connected to a complex of other houses. Um, I mean, there are other rooms. They're giant rooms. I was about to say, a little misleading. It should be the houses on the rock or the mansion no, only, on only the rock. only one house is on the rock. Okay. The rest of it is like beneath it in this forest that is on land that they didn't really own. Okay. Um, <laughs> they just built. They just uh, built shit there. Yeah, that's that's the American dream. Just build some shit that isn't even your property. Yeah, it's filled with insane rooms, a bunch of artifacts, tons of guns, and ridiculous collections of things. I li- I already like it. A hoarder, the hoarder part of me, the gun loving part of me. I'm, yeah, it's, I'm it's all it, for it really this. is. It's a gun loving hoarder's dream. Uh. Um, it touts having the world's largest carousel. Oh, which hey, has, that's pretty good. Yeah, it has 269 different carousel animals. 
Okay. 182 chandeliers and is lit with over 20,000 lights. This Jesus thing is Christ. fucking massive. Can you ride it? No. You can't. Oh. You're not allowed to ride it. You can watch it, but you can't ride it. What's your favorite animal on the on the carousel? Honestly, like a the it, it unicorn. So it's weird because when you go and you and you look at it, like the harder you the the closer you look, the stranger it is. Oh, like nice. at first you're like, oh, that's just a lion. Oh, it's a it's a seahorse. Oh, it's a it's a it's a you know it's a zebra. Yeah, and you start looking closer and you're like, that's not. It's the back of a zebra and the face of a wolf. Ooh. Or like it's the the back of a seahorse and then it turns into a unicorn. Or like it's a a, a a zebra person or it's a lion person. It was just like crazy weird yeah, carousel I like those. animals. Yeah. Um I like mixing them up. I mean the house is it it, it it's truly incredible. It's on top of a rock formation called Deer Shelter Rock. Okay. Which is a column of rock measuring uh, 60 feet by 70 feet by 200 feet. Up? Up. Oh, okay. Because I didn't... Three dimensions, hard. Hard. <laughs> it has... Uh, on the house, it has this thing called the Infinity Room, which juts out 218 feet off the side of the house with no support underneath it. Oh, shit. That's and crazy. it has... Um, it's, it's walls are actually made of 3,264 individual windows. Oh man. That's either a lot of big windows or a lot of small, really, really small windows, but it's nuts. Yeah. When the breeze comes hard enough, you can feel it sway. Oh my God. That has to be terrifying. And it comes out to this point. We're going to put a bunch of uh, photos of this on our, on our Facebook page. You actually went there. I went there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there a couple of days ago. Yeah, that's why we're doing it is because he, uh, he wants it as a write-off. He's like, uh, I spent 15 bucks there, Mike. Uh, can you uh, compensate me? We'll do an episode about it. I spent, what, what? <laughs> like, I spent $115,000. No, it was like 60 bucks for 60. two ultimate experiences, which oh, well, is all three sectors. First of all. Uh, and it comes with coins to operate the, the things? No, we'll compensate you for you. We're not going to compensate for your girlfriend. What the fuck? Two people. No, it doesn't count. She was the one taking the pictures. I was the one taking the notes. Oh, great. Now she's a photographer. Everyone's a photographer. All yeah, right. she's on Fiverr. <laughs> she's real. She's freelance. <laughs> um, I was thinking about going on Fiverr. The, uh, it also has this thing called The Streets of Yesterday. Oh, which... the, uh, the, the Infinity, though. Like, that's really cool. No, like, I know. Uh, we can talk. What else do you want to know about it? I don't know. Like, at the end, and it looked like well, it yeah, was Well, yeah, so it infinite. comes, out, it comes yeah. out to a point, and on the outside, it looks like a big, like, kind of, like, needle sticking off of it. Yeah, it's crazy. And on the inside, if you look straight down, he made it into an optical illusion where the room actually, in reality, it gets smaller. Yeah. But what that does, it makes it look like it's longer, and then it continues on yes. until it's kind of you can't see it anymore. I love those. Super cool. Yeah. Very very cool optical illusion. Three D art. Yeah, it's nuts. And um, he has the so the streets of yesterday, which is a life size recreation of a nineteenth century village. Okay. I mean, it has like an apothecarium. It has a barber. It has um a firehouse with an engine in it like and a full size dalmatian just like sitting there um it also has the music of yesterday oh which houses the world's greatest collection of automated musical machines okay so it's basically computerized um 
automated little levers that play these instruments that there's thousands and thousands of instruments in this one room like nailed to the wall and it plays them all and makes music when someone puts in the token um it's fucking insane uh it's also very 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 dark uh-huh. there aren't many lights um which and the path is like crazy the path winds through goes up and down comes back and goes forth so it doesn't really even seem to make any sense. Yeah, it's not, everything that you've explained and the pictures that you've shown me just seem like the crazy rambles of like a madman. If I had money, it really, yeah, it really, it really was. Would, yeah. Now, supposedly, now this is based on that same uh, autobiography, not auto, same biography. Yeah. Uh, in the early fifties, Alex Jordan Jr., being a self-taught artist and genius tinkerer. From Madison, I I would love to have that as my title, to be a professional tinkerer. Yeah, like it doesn't make it's kind you, of you contradicting just, itself. You just you're very good at tinkering with machines, you know. Like no one's a professional tinkerer. Like he's, he's you, a, you he's tinker, a genius tinkerer. You take things apart and you fuck with it. That's what a tinkerer is. Yeah, like, it's not like oh he's a two he's the best tinkerer in the world. It's like the best guy that took apart a car. So he decided to build a cozy and rustic studio atop a stone pinnacle called Deer Shelter Rock. He then climbs the rock day after day with a basket full of stones and other building materials (laughs) uh, slung over his shoulders. This is an autobiography? No, no, no. It's it's a biography. Who is this guy? Who is this guy right? Must have been in love with him. I I honestly, I took some words out. Like it was like over. Oh his, wow! There's more adjectives. Like yeah, it was like it slung over his brawny shoulders. Uh, after years of hard work, he single-handedly completes his spectacular house. Oh, In 1959, he couldn't keep people away, so he started charging a fee to enter the house and see what he had made. This is like North Korea-style propaganda. Yeah, that's that's entirely a myth. <laughs> like. He he had to bat away the women after they wanted to fellatio his penis. I don't know who would be that man. <laughs> I would never write that about another man in my entire fucking life. Fuck you. Yeah, Your right? house sucks. Oh, no, it's beautiful. Go there. Uh, well, so, it's, I mean, it's now, cool now, now because he's dead. Now, that is totally a myth. Truly, the house was not begun as an artistic adventure by Alex Jordan Jr. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a scam. It started off as a scam. Like, well, he, no, so in he's fact, building something else on someone else's fucking property to begin with. In fact, it was started by Alex Jordan Sr. Oh, my God. See? In an effort to spite Frank Lloyd Wright. Now, who the fuck is Frank Lloyd Wright? Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll backtrack lightly. Frank, Frank Lloyd Wright was an American architect who designed more than 1,000 structures. Okay. And of those 1,000... 532 were completed, which that's wait, insane. Wait, say, say it again. So, so, so he designed, uh, art, uh, architects are known a lot for their designs as well as they are for their actual structures that are completed. Yeah. Um, and he had, he made more than a thousand designs. Right. He taught lectures. He wrote books and 532 of, of his designs were actually completed, which is insane. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Most of them, most architects don't see their, uh, their projects through fruition because they usually die like the Manhattan Queens bridge, Manhattan bridge. I want to say Eiffel tower too. I think he died. Yeah. Right before it was finished too. Uh, was he like a, was, was, did he like Frank Lloyd Wright? I I don't know him that well. 
Well, is he, he was. Is he based on fountain pen or anything or fountainhead? Well, so he he's from that area, and actually his studio is in that exact area. It's where he lived. It was near his ranch. Um, there's a lot of his buildings out there. There's a lot of structures out in that area of Wisconsin that were built by him. There's one okay. down near University of Chicago. There's a house that actually is considered to be his best structure oh. of all oh, time. Oh, that the yeah uh, that little house that's still up. Mm-hmm. It's like a little tiny house in the South Loop. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, that's a Frank Lloyd Wright. And so now he was no saint, okay? Yeah, he, uh, hopefully not. He was known to be very, very hypercritical of any work that he didn't personally design. <laughs> oh, he's just an asshole. Yeah, he's just an asshole. He's like, uh, no, I can definitely do better comedy than that com- comedian. Yeah. yeah. I got 30 m- more minutes better than him. But at the same time, he also is pumping out like world-class shit. Like he is known as one of the best architects okay. of all time. And like his badass shit or just like, yeah, it's okay shit. No, it's badass. It like broke a lot of rules. It like oh. it, it it you know, really kind of changed the way that people thought about how you could design a home okay. and design structures. He was um, he was testing the limits. He was thinking outside the bun. Kind of. He was just doing it in his style very consistently and very beautifully. Okay. All which right. that's like a key feature of an architect, you know? And and uh, and Junior's father did not like him at all. He's like, "Fuck Frank Lloyd Wright. I can design something better. I got an infinity uh, stone better, better than that." So the story goes: Alex Jordan Senior was a small-time real estate developer and builder in Madison, who went to Wright to show him some plans for a project that he was going to do in Madison. Oh, so he so knowing that he's hypercritical, he was like, These suck. These are the worst I've ever seen. Better honestly, better than that. Oh my God. Wright looked at the designs and said, this is a quote, I wouldn't hire you to design a cheese crate nor a chicken coop. Wow. You're not capable. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's like that's like taking off a white glove and slapping them in the face. <laughs> like, Jeez. you don't know whether to be more insulted or injured. You know, you're like, that actually kind of stings, but at the same time... I kind of want to shoot him, to like, be honest. Like, fuck you. <laughs> Milk crate? Seriously, bro? Like, I think I can design... Cheese crate. Cheese crate. Wow. Mm-hmm. Not even a milk crate. Not even a milk crate. So, rightfully angry, Alex Sr., vowed to build a house on top of one of the rock spires right near Frank Lloyd Wright's estate as a way of getting back at him. He designed the house in like a folksy version of Wright's classic architectural styling Okay, with like a strong Japanese influence, mostly right. on like the roofs. <laughs> no, I, I like that, like folksy, like mm-hmm. a little bit of party in the bottom, but professional yeah, on the like- top. You know? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the difference between like a mullet and a good haircut. So yeah, like uh, he's got like a nice haircut. He's wearing the like a suit jacket, but underneath he's got like overalls and uh, flip flops. And a kimono on. still. <laughs> um, and all and, and actually he did not build it by himself. Oh, Alex of, Senior. Of course, yeah. So Alex Senior went to the guy who owned the land that the rock was on and was like, "Hey, I want to build like a gazebo." <laughs> <laughs> I want to build like a small little shack on yeah, top of there. A little, little, little. Would you, would you, would you mind? <laughs> yeah, a gazebo. That's fine. I mean, there's nothing. It's just like a shack, right? You're just gonna keep some like. Yeah, yeah. Just, I just want to go up there and be able to draw. And... Okay, all right. 
Nothing wrong with that. Maybe a rope ladder coming down. Who you knows? aren't going to build like a giant mansion up no, there with like no, a bunch no, of no, guns no, no, and no, no, and no. carousels or anything? No, 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 no. Infinity? No, no, bridge? no, 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 no. Okay, all right, that's cool. And so he went to that guy and was like, yeah, let me just build this thing up there. And the guy was like, yeah, fine. And so he started the house. He like blew off the top of the mountain. <laughs> With, with like dynamite? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what you have to do. You have to like level. I don't know. Like you have to level something bomb, to like build he, it. He, <laughs> he's nah. like, yeah, I'm gonna build a gazebo. He's like hauling dynamite up there. Like, how? Wait. Well, the guy was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I need to flatten the land to build on. Otherwise, it's gonna fall. He's like, oh, makes sense. Who and, is this? Uh, do you do we know I mean, who was, this chucklehead was, is? It was in the it was in the fucking like 30s. So like it's like you're, this was back in like the 1930s in the middle of Wisconsin. Okay. In the middle of a field that was only the very back end lot property of a farmer's land, like he doesn't give a shit about this land. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it's like ten miles away from Frank Lloyd Wright's house, and so he can see it. Yeah. He, like it'd be on top fun. of a fucking mountain. It'd be funny if Senior was hanging out with Frank Frank Lloyd Wright, and he's like, "That mountain over there, that's my favorite mountain to look at <laughs> from my my from my house, ten miles away. I love the peaks." Yeah. Well, so like, he oh, yeah. he did not build it himself. Uh, he started the house with day laborers, who allegedly he recruited uh, with promises of free liquor. Hey, that's Wisconsin fucking uh, currency. And uh, and he he kind of like fell off the radar there. And Alex Jr. did end up coming up and designing it and helped with constructing different parts of the house. And actually, Frank Lloyd Wright tried to get back at Alex Jordan Sr. and Uh-oh. Jr. And he bought the land right next to the house, trying to block it from like any main road to make it really difficult to get to. That's what happened with Marv Hemeyer. <laughs> they bought the fucking property yeah, exactly. around his they, property they so he couldn't build a road. Them. Yeah. What up? This guy's a prick. This, this guy's uh, Frank Lloyd Wright is lucky that they didn't have a bulldozer back then. Yeah. <laughs> with concrete. I mean, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be nice if that was a true story as well? <laughs> what? It's not. Oh, that's fake too. Yeah. Wait. So. So that's. So he didn't blow up the mountain. No, he, he did. did. He totally did. Okay, because that's the only part I like. Honestly, the the, the, the whole uh, gazebo and the farmer is actually true. Okay. Um, but the majority, the the Frank Lloyd Wright kind of uh, feud, like romanticism, is the, not the true. The feud is a, was a story. Uh, that was made up by a na- by a man named Sid Boyum. Oh my god. Who actually won. Uh, this competition in 1976 ca- that gave him the medal, and I'll I have the picture right here if you'd like to see it. Okay, uh, making him a world champion liar of 1976. World champion. Okay, you're showing me the picture now. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's uh. Yeah. Is that the lie? Like he won. There's that, no that way was, that this that is a competition. The, no, that, that was the lie that he used, and it got very famous. Um, so, so there's a lying competition. Yeah, there's a lie. It's 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 in uh it's in England. It happens every year. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know who won it recently, but there's there's some people who are really really fucking good at it right now. There's like a couple seven time eight time winners right now. Jesus Christ, um, this is like the Olympics. Yeah, we'll probably talk about that some other time. But, we will. Uh, we can we can almost do a whole uh puffery episode on it. So what what really happened, and this took a lot of digging, but I finally found out what really happened. Okay, finally. So the truth. So Alex Jordan Sr., he was a very failed businessman. Obviously. He couldn't even design a a cheese coupe. 
Yeah, exactly. He really was not good at doing anything. He's like, you're uh, an idiot. Maybe your son is a good architect, but you, <laughs> sir, are stupid. And so he actually was convicted of extortion in 1939 for running a blackmail scheme. Oh. Now, this blackmail scheme is fucking hilarious, okay? Okay, let's, he let's would, hear about he it. He would have his girlfriend seduce married men, and then he would take pictures on infrared film. Yeah. And told them to pay three hundred dollars, or he'll send it to their, he'll develop it and send it to their families. <laughs> Jesus Christ! This and, is nineteen thirty nine. Yeah, well, it's like which what, today like is five six grand. Yeah, it's about fifty five hundred bucks. It's Jesus. like it's like five thousand five hundred fifteen and some change for adultery. Yeah, or or potential adultery. And shockingly, he gets caught. <laughs> oh, like the first guy. <laughs> yeah, the, the literally was the first guy. Called the police instead of paying him the three hundred dollars, and they arrested him for extortion. <laughs> and they're uh, like, uh, what, "What was your What was your plan there?" I was gonna tell him that his wife <laughs> that he was trying to have sex with this woman. And so he, at that point, had already like leveled part of the mountain and like started building <laughs> lightly, and kind of like left it for his son to work on. Yeah, and he went to jail. Okay. And uh, I don't, I couldn't find out how long he was in jail for, but um, once he got out. He saw how great of a job his son had done on the house so far. He really built up that gazebo. He's mm-hmm. like, uh, he's like, all right, son, I'm gonna go do this thing with uh, with your mother. Uh, you just build the gazebo. That's all I want you to do. Just build a gazebo. It wasn't even his mother. It's like I'm gonna do this thing with Betsy's. Like, which one's Betsy's? Like the ginger. Which ginger? <laughs> the smaller one. Oh, okay. the one that yeah. likes extorting men with me. Yeah, have fun. Uh, so. <laughs> His dad then forced him to open it to the public oh. because he saw because the thing is that when he was building it, like a lot of people would come and watch because they like they put an electric lift up there and they were like really building a massive house yeah. on top of a huge fucking rock in the middle of the woods. And it was probably the biggest thing that happened in Wisconsin since the Revolutionary War. Yeah, which they barely even saw any of. Yeah. They're so far north. Like um, They're building a new thing up in a mountain. Yeah, yeah let's go watch. Yeah. And so his dad was like, all right, there's all these crowds of people. You got to charge them money. Let them in. Let them in. Let them come see what you made. Yeah. Uh, and his junior was like, I don't know. Junior was a very shy man. Oh. Uh, they actually said that he was very similar to uh, Howard Hughes. Who was like the recluse billionaire? Yeah, uh, the the uh, the basis of um, what's it called? That one movie. Yeah, very famous, the yeah. best movie in the world. Like <laughs> completely blanking out on. Glad you are. Uh-huh. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, so he forced him to open it to the public, and uh, legend even tells of Alex Jordan Senior standing outside at the gate with a paper bag, collecting the entrance fee of like a nickel. Oh and wow! It was so it was a nickel, and then they went to a quarter, and then they went to eventually like you know, two quarters, <laughs> um, three quarters, four dollars. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Alex Senior died in the early '60s. Oh man! Which left Junior to do whatever he wanted, um, and he wanted to make the house bigger. So yeah. he took all the profit and put it into the house and expanded, making a number of buildings beneath the beneath the uh, the house in on like that. General estate. Do you know what the original house was? What do you B- mean? Before they started expanding? Yeah, it was the one that's on the rock. It's the only thing that's on the rock. Oh. Okay. Everything else is like so you go up a very long ramp. Yeah. That takes you up this like two hundred foot rock. Okay. And then you 
go around the house and you go back down that same ramp and then you go to all these other ho- these other buildings that are beneath it, which is oh. where like the parking lot is and shit like that. I thought it was like a uh, Winchester Mansion thing where it was just like, do you know anything about the Winchester Mansion? I've been there. Yeah, okay. They, Twice. Yeah, because uh, she went crazy and she just kept building more and more She and wasn't more crazy. More. She was justified in building. Oh, they still build. she was afraid of ghosts. They still build to this day. No, they don't. They stop. They don't them. expand, but they do oh, build. Yeah. They still build to this day. I'm not kidding. I don't think that that's true. No, it is. Like, who's paying for this? Her grandchildren. Her grandchildren are just as fucking nuts. They continue doing it. <laughs> Whatever. Well, that, that, that's that's for a different time. Um, <laughs> we're talking about the house on the rock. The next here, okay? American hero. <laughs> so he decided to make it bigger. He wanted to expand to a number of buildings, and then he filled those buildings. With the with like a shit ton of these collections, which yeah. I was telling you about earlier, um, and it was a fucking gold mine. By 1977, he was making ninety seven thousand dollars a year, strictly off of the quarters that people put into the music machines. Oh my god! I wish I was making that much now. That's not even entrance. Yeah, no, that's like. No, that's like free money. It's, the it's government's not even tracking it. Literally, it's like a, as if he he was pulling that out of wishing wells on his property. Okay. It's, he, he, it's, how much do you, did did he have any wishing wells? No. Oh, what an idiot! He lost no, out. No, no, that's gaudy. Put a wishing so, well in there. You know, put a few scuba divers in there. <laughs> so in 1978, after you know his taxes were showing how much money he was making, yeah. the authorities came uh, poking their heads around. Uh, the IRS, typical fucking government. Let me tell you, oof, give give this man a bulldozer. And they found that he uh, had labeled a lot of the artifacts in there as authentic. And they were recreations that were done by artists in town. Is that um, illegal? I mean, if you're paying, uh, if someone's paying for it and they think they're seeing that, I guess it's false advertising, whatever. What the fuck? Uh, so they forced him to take those signs down and he had to pay a fine. <sighs> those greedy bastards. What, the, what, like, why? Why a fine? Like, what is, what, who's he hurting? I mean, he, yeah. I don't know. He's, he's, he's tricking people. These dumb fucking yokels up in Wisconsin. What the fuck do they know about it? Huh? Dude, people come from around the world to see this place. There's dumb mil- yokels from everywhere. There's millions of visitors a year. Yeah. Well, uh, so now we get to Mr. Tom Every. Okay. Which I love Tom Every. He's also known as Dr. Evermore. Okay. So Sid, our favorite liar, introduced Tom and Alex Jr., uh, because Alex Jr. is looking for uh, local tinkerers. Um, <laughs> I thought he was a genius tinkerer. What does he need he more? He was. Well, he has so much property and so many places to fill. I need fill. more tinkerers. I need more tinkerers. I need more people to fucking build. And he <laughs> did. And so uh, Sid introduced the two, and, and uh, Tom started helping him build parts of House on the Rock. And he said it was the happiest t- Tom said it was the happiest part of his life. Uh, he even... Named himself Doctor Buildmore. See, I I like this. This is I I like so, this too. So Doctor Buildmore was primarily known for actually he was the one who created the world's largest carousel, and the organ room, which is that like weird winding red room that I yeah. showed you earlier. All the pictures are on the Facebook page. They way. will be now uh, at Wild Podcast. Mm-hmm. Now the two eventually had a falling out, and originally some say it was because Doctor Buildmore actually had a barbecue stand on the property that he would sell barbecue during the middle of the day. Uh, to, Junior doesn't like you making money. No, no, no. And so Junior was like, hey, 
let's put that inside the food court and we'll split the profits on the money. And they were like, no, fuck you. And then they <laughs> broke up. But in all actuality... Wait, that isn't that isn't true. No, oh, that's what that's what people thought initially, and then it turned out that um, Doctor Billmore didn't pay his subcontractors. Uh, so when the IRS yeah. came and knocking, Alex Junior just cut all ties from him. Yeah, I would too. That's, uh, uh, that's not a good look. So Tom Every then lost his family home, and he spent some time in jail. <laughs> what the fuck. And Doctor Billmore died in jail. Oh, Doctor Evermore was born. Oh, oh! Now, Doctor Evermore, who is Tom Every? Oh, just so you is, know, it's like just a different this persona. Is a wild story. I know. So, Doctor Evermore built a massive structure in out of no, no, no. This is after oh. he got released. This is in the eighties. Oh. Okay, he's reborn. The so, Phoenix is so right. he he got Risen. out of jail. He went back to his his property, which is about an hour north of the house in the rock. Yeah. Um, and became Doctor Evermore, and started uh, building this thing that he eventually labels a Forevertron. Now, the Forevertron is a massive structure built out of two Edison dynamos from the 1880s, lightning rods, uh, high-voltage components from 1920s power plants, scrap metal from the Badger Army ammunition plant, uh-huh. And the decontamination chamber from the actual Apollo 11 spacecraft. Wow. It is actually in the Guinness Book of World Record uh, as the largest scrap metal sculpture in the world. Talk about folk art. Now, according to Tom Avery, Dr. Evermore is a Victorian inventor mm, yeah. who designed the Forevertron to launch himself, quote, into the heavens on a magnetic lightning force beam. Oh, okay. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know what's going on here. Here we go. So he's like made up a a, a, a lie about a guy from like 100 years ago or no, something? No, 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 no. That is... So Tom Every is Dr. Evermore. Yeah, I know. I get that. But he says that Dr. Evermore, that person, Himself. that persona, yeah. is a Victorian inventor so, who designed the Forevertron for a specific purpose. This is in the 1980s. Yes. Okay. Now, according to Dr. Evermore, <laughs> the job of the Forevertron, this massive fucking sculpture, yeah, is to launch people into space. Mm-mm. Oh. Here. Here's a picture of it. Okay. That's a Forevertron. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I thought a Forevertron would look like. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty much what you thought it would look like. Uh, there, you know, there's a giant, like, egg capsule. Um, there's vaguely a, carousel-esque. Yeah, there's a there's a viewing platform attached that's like a T gazebo. Okay. Um, so more gazebos in this fucking thing. This is a different place. Yeah, I, I know. I, so, that's why I'm like, this is this is insane. It's like, let me rebuild the the place that I worked at. <laughs> Just shittier. No, it's honestly, people think this is a better piece of art than well, the house in the rock um so art, yeah art wise but like it, the definitely the house is definitely cooler it's got so. like a lot more stuff going on than just a guy's janky carousel next to a gazebo so according to dr evermore the job of the forevertron is to generate a magnetic lightning force beam that yeah. will catapult him into the celestial sphere after quote dewatering himself 
in the machine's Gravitron, which was a repurposed full-body fluoroscope, uh, Dr. Evermore would fire up the Forevertron's motors and thrusters, climb into its streamlined crystalline egg capsule, and blast off for a rendezvous with God. <laughs> in addition to the, to the Forevertron <laughs> itself, there is a T-Gazebo from which... And this is a quote from him. Okay, we're listening. Queen Victoria and Prince Albert may observe the launching of Dr. Evermore. It also includes a giant telescope where skeptics may observe the ascent. <laughs> so, in None fact... that even makes any sense. <laughs> so, in fact, it actually is... Uh, it's 50 feet tall... Okay. 120 feet wide. Oh my God! And weighs 300 tons. Jesus Christ! However, it was designed to be able to be ro- relocated, so all of it is connected. They're all made in big sections that are connected by bolts and pins, so he can move it to his <laughs> intended place <laughs> to oh turn on the Forevertron. Jesus Christ! And around there, he also did a bunch of other sculptures, such as like the Celestial Listening Ear. Oh, I like this. This is like goofy shit from like Futurama, and uh, like the professor would invent. Yeah. So, so um, what was the cele- like? You could hear planets or something. No, no, it was actually like, it was so you could listen. Uh, that's that's pretty ridiculous. It looks like something out of um, Earthworm Jim. It was so that you could listen to the celestial sphere and hear when he was having a conversation with the with, with God. Oh, it's all. It was for tracking him after oh, he blasted off. How. Arrogant, um, or whatever the word would be. <laughs> now, so American, uh, American gods. Yeah. So the House on the Rock. Yeah. Going back to this, the House on the Rock actually got a really big boost in popularity. And now, when when I was up in Wisconsin, everyone and their sister, yeah, was like, "Oh, House on the Rock! I haven't been there since I was a kid." Like, yeah, it's a big family tourist attraction. Like, people. Bring yeah, it's children. Cute. It's yeah, fun. It's, it's really cool. It's like a lot of like those are a lot of toys. things to like look at. It's a great yeah. place to run around. There's music. There's like dolls and shit. Mm-hmm. There's guns. But I mean, There's it got a really guns. big boost uh, because it was on American Gods. Now, okay. not really when the book came out, even though the book does talk about them going there. Yeah, but nobody fucking reads. So I was reading about this. What the yokels that are going there now? They might not have been yokels back in the day, but they're yokels today. That's fair, and they're only watching TV. Yeah, they only watch and the, TV. And the stars show American Gods has two episodes that take place inside the actual House on the Rock. Wow. i never seen the show. Are they good episodes? Fantastic. Okay. And it's a meeting place for gods. That's just got to... Is, is, uh, is Junior still alive? No, Junior's dead. Okay, um, thank God. Dr. Evermore is actually in the hospital currently, and they're they're oh. wondering what's going to happen to all of his property when he dies. <laughs> they just get scrapped. They just get thrown back in the scrap pile. <coughs> well, no, because right. a year before Alex Jordan Jr. died. Um, they made it like a no, national he, he, monument or something? He sold it to a guy who um, owns a bunch of uh, parts of Wisconsin Dells. Mm-hmm. And so that guy just owns it and runs it. Some greasy businessman, <laughs> just like Probably. some sleazy piece of shit. Uh, so, hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully that other guy gets better. Uh, what's his name again? He's he's sick right now. Oh, Tom Every. Yeah, hopefully he gets yeah, better. Prayers to him, I guess. Uh, Wild Wasteland. Uh, thumbs love, up. Hopefully th- you thumbs live. Thumbs up, Doctor Evermore. 
Um, so inside the episode, I got a couple great quotes. I love it uh, because they're, what they're talking about and a lot of what American God's about is the fact that gods retain their strength by people believing in them and people worshiping them. That makes sense. And uh, so when asked why they came to a house in the rock, uh, Odin, in the episode, he goes by Wednesday, he says that, uh, he says, this is a place where people come to look and play and wonder. Uh, the intro for it was fantastic. It was 60 years ago. Alex Jordan began to build a house on a high spot of rock in a field he did not even own. And even more, he could not have told you why. And people came to see him build it, the curious, the puzzled, and those who were neither. They could not honestly have told you why they came. So he did what any sensible American male of his generation would do. He began to charge them money. Exactly. Nothing much, a quarter, a a nickel. Uh, And so... He kept building, and the people kept coming. And he took those nickels and quarters, and he made something even bigger and stranger. He filled the land beneath the house with things for people to see, and they came, millions of them, every year. Uh, The show actually does bring up the rivalry theory when uh, this one African guy walks in and says, apparently this house... The, the houses in this area were built by some skinny white motherfucker named Frank Lloyd Wright. Uh, some say his evil twin brother built this one. Frank Lloyd wrong. <laughs> oh. Another skinny white motherfucker. <laughs> um, this, is, this is riveting. And so they, uh, they actually they go, on the, um, they go on the carousel, which they reference as a prayer wheel that goes wow. round and round accumulating power. Gazed Normal upon by the faithful. Sounds pretty crazy. Well, it's gazed upon by the faithful. Yeah. They stand there in awe and wonder, you know? So, wait, did you, when you went there, did you get a lot of like, oh man, I got to start believing in Odin? No, no, no. But I, I mean, I was staring at that fucking thing for, God, I don't even know how long. It seemed like time stood still. Were you high? Yeah. You're like covered in CBD oil or something? Like, yeah, I totally just bathed myself in it. No. You're just like looking at it like, whoa. But this is fucking nuts, dude. It's like an alien. Yeah, no. The show, the show is very funny. It references so when uh, when Wednesday and his and the, the yeah. main character Shadow were talking, uh, Wednesday says, "So over the centuries, people in other countries felt called to places of power. They knew there was an energy there, a focus point or a channel, a window to the imminent, and they would build churches, cathedrals, or you know they'd erect stone circles. Or well, you get the idea. Yeah." And uh, Shadow goes, well, yeah, but there's churches all through the states. He goes, no, in the good old USA, people still heed the call of the transcendent void. But they respond to it by building a model out of beer bottles of somewhere they've never visited. Or by erecting a giant bat house in some part of the country that bats have traditionally declined to visit. And Shadow responds with, or they sell t-shirts and hot dogs. Yes, roadside attractions. That is... You know, where they buy that hot dog and they buy that T-shirt. And then they wander around feeling satisfied on a level they cannot truly describe and profoundly dissatisfied on a level beneath that. Wow. Which was very true. Because you went to the Mustard Museum right before you went there. I did, and it was very fun. Was there hot dogs there? No. No, but we tried this fucking uh, Grim Reaper hot sauce, the Grim Reaper pepper mustard. Yeah. With 
chunks of Grim Reaper pepper in it. Oh my what is God. the Grim Reaper one? Is that worse than habanero or ghost or what? I don't it's even know. It's hotter where... than ghost. It's like oh, a lot shit. hotter than ghost. It's like nine billion scovels. <laughs> oh, it was so hot. My mouth and stomach burned for like 40 minutes. My lips started burning. And I was like, how? It didn't even touch my lips. Uh, it was insane. Um, but yeah, so listen, that was the the crazy story of not only the House on the Rock, but the feud between Frank Lloyd Wright and also the uh, spat between Alex Jr. and uh, Tom Every to create the Forevertron. That's uh, that's crazy, and also uh, like modern influences that this uh, that the that the that the House on the Rock uh, leaves to this day. With. Yeah. Now, wasn't that wasn't that a fun little story about a wild little part of the country right near right in our backyard? Right, right, right in where we might be. You we never might know. Be. In, yeah. You can't in the tell. desert. We're we're in somewhere. Uh, somewhere, somewhere out here. But uh, that was fucking awesome. Yeah, that was crazy. I wasn't expecting all that. Uh, the Forever Tron seems cool. I thought it was when you showed me the picture. I was like, "Oh, that's like a dinky little thing." No, it's, no, it's like massive, like a hundred feet wide. You said, and like fifty feet tall, mm-hmm. like three hundred tons. If if he's about to die, though, not to not to he be, should make just do it. Yeah, like, just see turn what happens. It on. Like, <laughs> yeah. using, what what using, could go wrong? Using here? Thomas Edison's eighteen eighty coils. Yeah, like, and like ni- <laughs> mixed with nineteen twenties power components. I think that will be good. And he's probably like, send me in the forever Tron. And this family's like, no, Grandpa. It's gonna... We're just going to put you on happy pills in this assisted living home. No, no. this is miserable. This is awful. Send me to hell. Get me Queen Victoria and Prince Albert for sipping tea and watching me fly. Turn it on. It's always been on. Dr. Evertron is leaving. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Mike. Drop and he drops the mic and he just whoosh, whoosh, and it actually works and they're like yeah the and they fuck? watch him on the telescope and they listen to him in the celestial listening thing they're like he did it he did it he really what did it the fuck dude he had it the whole time <laughs> he was a genius tinkerer after all oh yeah well hey everyone thank you so much for joining us uh, tune in next Wednesday for the next Wild Wasteland Wild Wasteland Wednesday huh Wild Wednesday my friend as always uh, stay vigilant and stay wild yeah. And send us any of your uh, topics if you want us to do a little bit of a deep dive on them. Yeah, and uh, don't forget uh, one last thing, right? One last piece of advice. Oh, God. Uh, you, should, uh, you should go fuck yourself. God damn it. I thought it was going to be helpful.